Welcome to the Life of a Gentleman podcast, the number one podcast that motivates you to be your best with conversations about business, fashion, and living the gentleman's lifestyle. We interview the hottest influencers, content creators, and business owners. And ladies, we know you're listening. This show isn't just for the fellas. It's about living your best life. And now, here's your host, award-winning author, entrepreneur, and modern-day gentleman, Richard Taylor. Hey, Rich, let's start the show. Thank you for that introduction. And guys, welcome back to another episode of the Life of a Gentleman podcast. The past few weeks, we've been kind of busy and we know we missed an episode. want to say a big apology for that, but we are back on track. And I think you will forgive us once you listen to today's show. We have an amazing show today, and that's because our guest is outstanding. And the topic that we're talking about also is really relevant to a lot of people because the demographic of this show is budding entrepreneurs, people that want to start their own business or be a content creator or be an influencer in the fields of fashion and also men's lifestyle. So today we have the perfect guest. We'll be talking with Diego, but you may know him as Dandy in the Bronx. And his story is one that will resonate because he's doing exactly what so many of you out there want to do. And that is ditch the nine to five, follow your dreams and become a full time influencer, making connections with brands, interacting with fans and followers and really making some lifelong friendships along the way. And you are going to have the opportunity to listen how he did this and how you can pattern yourself after him. So get a bowl of popcorn, get your snacks, get your favorite drink, whatever you need to do to get ready, because this is one you're really going to want to take notes on. You are going to love it. I enjoyed interviewing him. I learned a lot. And I guarantee you're going to learn a lot as well. And more importantly, you're going to be inspired. So you never know. You might be the next person we reach out to and interview, and you'll have the chance to tell your story. But now, let's get into this interview with Diego. And now it's time for this week's segment of The Gentleman's News. Exclusive interviews with exceptional people discussing all things gentlemen, from business to fashion to lifestyle, industry leaders, authors, and more. This is The Gentleman's News. Hey guys, I hope you are ready to be inspired because today's guest is doing what a lot of you have been talking about that you'd like to do. And you know, on the podcast in the past, we've talked about uh, setting goals and this is one way you can do that by learning from somebody who's done it. So let's definitely give a warm welcome to our guest today. You may know him on Instagram as Dandy in the Bronx. And trust me, guys, he is very stylish, very classy, and he's a relatable guy, and he's a passionate influencer that I've been following for years. I think you'll really love hearing from him directly. Let's welcome Diego to the show. How's it going today? Hey, thanks so much for having me. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much for the kind words. You're hyping me up already. (laughs) Yeah, that's what we do here. You know, on the life of a gentleman, we want to celebrate guys that are really doing it well and uh, enhancing, you know, the life of a gentleman. Because when you look around today's society, you don't see that too much. So we want to celebrate it. So, you know, thank you for your time. Thank you for coming on the show. 
No, of course, of course. And it's funny you mentioned that, like, it's something that guys just don't do anymore. And you're, you're absolutely correct. Uh, the idea of, you know, being a quote unquote gentleman is definitely something that's been almost lost through time. Yeah. But, you know, thankfully, uh, guys like yourself and others are are really changing that. And, and it's nice to see. And the beautiful thing is uh, it's inspiring other people. So one of the reasons we wanted to have you come on and, and, and kind of just to jump into it. I'd love for you to kind of tell us how this started because uh, we all start somewhere. And so you started documenting your style and before you know it, uh, you kind of transitioned into an influencer. So how did this all begin for you? Yeah, no, it's kind of crazy. So, you know, no one ever wakes up and it's like, I'm going to be an influencer. That's, that's definitely something that doesn't just happen that way. Um, so uh, originally I was a preschool teacher. So I went to college and early childhood education. I got my bachelor's in that. I have my master's in literacy education. So the whole plan was to be a teacher. That was the whole, you know, you know blueprint. It was like, I'm going to be a teacher. I'm going to save the world. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> but uh, what happened was at my school, uh, my students, they wore uniforms. So I felt that I needed to step up my game. You know, I felt that if my kids are wearing little cardigans and you know, ties, you know, their teacher needs to be, you know, dressing just as well. So I felt, you know, being a teacher, you got to be a good role model as well. So I went on social media to learn how to dress myself. So just like anybody else, I went to look for bloggers to see, okay, how do I make this work? How do I wear colors together? How do I, you know, tie my tie? So then I kind of just started documenting all that on my social media. And I, you know, started just making it a part of my lifestyle, just dressing that way. And I remember the first time um, a brand slid in my DMs and they were like, hey, Diego, we like your account. Can we send you a free tie? And I was like, hell yeah, I want a free tie. It's amazing. And you know, it's like, yeah, free stuff. That's cool. But then that's how I learned that they didn't send that tie, you know, because, you know, they liked me, quote unquote, you know, they sent that tie because they saw I was ha I had an audience. So that's how I learned about influencer marketing. So after that moment, I was like, oh, snap, this is a this is a thing. So I kind of took a break from teaching. I took some classes in digital marketing to learn more what goes behind the scenes. And now I'm here talking to you. So, so far, so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's cool. You know, one thing my ears perked up when you said that you took some classes and man, I I'm a big, uh, big proponent of educating yourself and being a lifelong learner. How has that helped you? to grow your audience, the education that you've received? Uh, of course, you know, like, you know, as a teacher, like I, I, I'm a proponent of education regardless of anything. So I, you know, obviously didn't want to go into this blind. So I went to a school called uh, General Assembly. It's like a startup, you know, type of school. They, you know, you can learn coding, UX design, and, and one of them is marketing and specifically digital marketing. So, you know, learning more about the ads social media ads, you know, buying ads, you know, targeting all that jazz. So using that information, I kind of started my life over. So I started interning at fashion startups, starting doing social media for people, basically just, you know, doing all the college I was doing again, but in a shorter amount of time. And using that, I just networked with a lot of people. I got my first big gigs that way. And then um, I got like a my like first job post teaching 
Uh, I worked at a, at a food startup and I did their social media and influencer marketing for about two years. And at the same time, building up my blog by using all the stuff I've been learning, working in the, the, the brands and using it for my own brand. Man, that's amazing. I like how you did that. You, you, you kind of followed your passion and you, you worked a plan. And that's the thing. You really had a plan. You laid it out and made it work for yourself. And like you said, here we are. I have to ask this question, though, because I did mention, you know, your Instagram name, Dandy in the Bronx. There's some people listening. <laughs> they might be saying, OK, define dandy. What is a dandy? Just so we know. No, 100 percent. And you're not the that's not the first time someone ever asked me what you know, what the what the hell is a dandy? You know, what does that mean? What are, what are you trying to what are you trying to push here? It's like, um, you know, actually, dandy is a very, very old word. It's like an old, old English term. And, you know, the, I guess the the easiest way for like a maybe for someone to understand is like, it's just a put-together, well-dressed guy who puts style and fashion, you know, makes it their number one priority. Um, one of the first dandies in, like, history, um, George Brommel, um, he, in England, basically was famous just because he dressed really well. And people were inviting him to parties because he dressed really well. He literally was an influencer, you know, before influencing, basically. And that's where the term dandy comes from. So I wanted it to be that, but in the Bronx, you know, a modern day dandy, if you will. And I've learned that, you know, dandyism is actually a thing. There's guys out there and ladies as well who partake in this, you know, lifestyle of, you know, dressing well, living life to the fullest. And I just want to be able to share that with my audience. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Great definition. And I've heard that story before. So that's that's right. He's, he's the great grandfather of all influencers, I guess you could say. <laughs> Hey, you know, uh, you also mentioned the Bronx. And you know what? When, when people think of the Bronx, you know, myself personally, I think about uh, old school hip hop, KRS, you know, stuff like that. Um, you know, that, that's my era when I was growing up. Um, but a lot of people don't think fashion. So uh, what, what's it been like representing the Bronx as far as this upscale fashion? Uh, you know, you're, you're absolutely correct. You know, people usually, when they think of the Bronx, you know, obviously they think of hip hop, you know, the Bronx, we invented hip hop. And the, the thing with that is, you know, even though that's a positive thing, there's also people who have negative connotations of the Bronx. You know, people still think about, you know, oh, you know, violence or like, you know, poverty and, you know, negative, really negative things. I've, I remember the first time when I went to college, I went to college like in upstate New York. And I remember I mentioned, you know, to people, oh, I'm from the Bronx. And they would say, oh, are you in a gang or something? Do you have a gun or something? And, you know, it's just a lot of like misinformation or, you know, just basically plain old stereotyping. So I just wanted to showcase my Bronx, you know, my version of the Bronx. And, you know, what I've learned is, you know, it's I can do whatever I want basically you know people have so much different styles and you know here in the Bronx you know it, it's you know influenced by a lot of hip-hop and you know there's also there's dandies in the Bronx as well you know um, you, you guys should look up uh, Baron Ambrosia he's also a dandy in the Bronx and you know the, the cool thing about it is you know there's all these little pockets of fashion here and, and it's just like now because of social media and you know now that we can control the narrative, we don't need other people to tell us their definition of the Bronx. We can define ourselves finally. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. And, and you guys can uh, 
kind of find each other too I mean maybe maybe you didn't run into each other but now you say oh wait he's from the Bronx too and, and, and now you guys all represent together that's nice I like that yeah 100% and that's that's the beauty of social media was now we all know each other now basically now you know on social media it's like oh let me check out this hashtag oh who's from the Bronx who's posting this and you know now I'm trying to participate in more community events in the Bronx you know people now recognize me sometimes even in the Bronx so it's it's kind of crazy but at, thanks to social media we can bring ourselves together that way yeah beautiful beautiful point and also you, you did mention you had a background as an educator so I'm curious what the transition's been like, because this is like a new career path. So your family and friends, they may not quite understand what it is you're doing. So what's that been like and how do you explain it to people? <laughs> no, definitely. It, it is uh, it is weird when you first talk about it. Now, um, when I left teaching, you know, I, I had a family dinner uh, with, and I, you know, that's when I sprung up the news that I was quitting teaching and I was going to dive into digital marketing. And, you know, in the beginning, my friends like, you know, this is a gamble. This is literally like, you know, Diego, you know, this, you are you going to get a real job? You know, what are you, what are you going to do with yourself? Um, but since I quit my job in 2014, you know, I was able to like basically just show that I was able to like make money basically off doing this and that's the key thing can I pay the bills with this and that's the end goal of any type of you know you know self-starting you know freelancing type of gig and now that I've been like featured in like uh, recently I did an interview with like a local Bronx news station um, I did a I did a campaign with Uniqlo because they opened up a store in the Bronx um, just recently now there's a new ferry that's connecting the Bronx to Wall Street and I'm doing content for that you know, just because I am a content creator based in the Bronx. So now that my friends and see that, that I'm, you know, being on TV or I'm being, you know, creating content for these brands, they see it now like, okay, this is real life and he's doing it. Yeah, they, they got to sit back now and they're like, wow, his uh, quote unquote crazy idea is actually starting to work, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I also noticed you were featured in the New York Times. What was that all about? That's, that's a big honor. Yeah, no, thank you. Uh, yeah, so recent, uh, well, not recently, though. maybe I, I already forgot about when that happened. I do have the, the newspaper clippings framed on my wall. So, um, but yeah, there was just, uh, right now in the Bronx is going through a very interesting period. There's a lot of money being put in the Bronx, a lot of gentrification. There's a lot more eyeballs happening in the Bronx. So, um, this uh, reporter, you know, she was like, you know, just wanted to hear from content creators and small businesses in the Bronx. And uh, luckily I was, you know, chosen um, to talk about, you know, my, you know, my, you know, viewpoint of what's happening in the Bronx. So um, it was an absolute honor. And, you know, that that definitely helped me a lot to like really, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, legitimize, I guess, what I'm doing because like, I'm in the New York Times. I don't know if you heard of it before. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and that's that's a great point. It, it does legitimize it. And it lets people know, you know what, this can be a career path uh, that, that actually makes sense. But I like to keep going back to the fact that 
you can't just wing it though you can't just you know throw things up on instagram or you know the old phrase throw it against the wall and, and see if it sticks <laughs> you actually have you know, worked a plan you you educated yourself put those things into motion made connections and you, you take your social media um very serious and it, it's there's a level of professionalism there can you kind of speak to that for those that, that want to get involved because a lot of times you go on social media pages and instagram too and it's just a big mess it's kind of jumbled you, you don't quite know what to think of some people's pages and i think that's why sometimes they don't get any traction uh you know you're absolutely 100 correct what i always tell people that who want to get into this you got to think about it this way. First of all, everyone and their mom is a blogger nowadays. So the the amount of people doing this has grown tremendously. You're, it's no longer a niche thing, you know, quote, you know, blogging, you know. Um, so the thing is, I always tell people, if you're going to get into this, you need to find a niche. What's your gimmick? What's the thing that sets you apart from everybody else? You know, I was very lucky because I started doing this in 2014. Um, you know, but my blog was, I'm a guy, I, I like suits, I'm from the Bronx, I'm Latino, and that's already, a, and I'm from the Bronx, that's a huge differentiator from everybody else. So that's already setting me apart, my content from everybody else. So I always tell people like, if you're gonna get into suits, like what's, what's your angle? Is it flat lays? Is it detailed shots? Is it education? Is it, you know, you're trying fancy color combinations? You know, like what is that, 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 that hook, you know, that you want someone to follow you, you know, nowadays people just don't interact as much on Instagram as they used to. So, you know, remember people are scrolling super duper fast down the feed. So what's, what are you going to do to make them stop? So the thing is like, whatever you do, figure out your niche. So I was like, Hey, if you are a fan of Tupperware, then you better be the best Tupperware person ever. Like, what's your Tupperware niche, you know? Here's meal planning with Tupperware. Here's rare Tupperwares in Japan. Like, what's that thing that sets you apart from everybody else? Man, that's some really good advice right there. I like that. You have, you have to find your own little lane. I've been saying that for the past few weeks, just in talking with people on the podcast. Uh, once you find your niche, you, you have to just really etch out your space there. And I, I think you've done a great job carving out your space and, and you do stand out, you know, everybody knows, oh, okay. <laughs> the guy from the Bronx, you know, Dandy yeah, in the Bronx. And the, na go, the, the name, go. the name helped. That was a clever name too. That was, that was part of branding, wasn't it? <laughs> Did, did you start with that name or did you rebrand? Um, no, I started with that name. Um, I do regret though, because when I first, first joined Instagram a million years ago, um, I had my name. I had a, my Instagram is called I'm Diego and I had that for a while and I, I don't remember why, why I changed it to something else, but then I lost that name. So I no longer, I know some influencers now are just changing their Instagram accounts to their actual name, um, which is fine too. Uh, but at the time it was like, okay, I can't use my name because it's taken already. Um, but I do, because I was already trying to learn, you know, dandyism back then. So I was like, all right, you know, dandy. All right. I want to use that name. All right. Um, everyone, their mom is from, you know, every, every content creator is from Manhattan or Brooklyn or Queens or whatever. So let me, let me tag on the Bronx to that. 
set myself apart. Yeah, that was real clever. Uh, it definitely s- sticks out. We remember it. And that, that's perfect. That, that's what you want. So, you know, speaking of working with brands and you, you do such an awesome job with it. And what I notice is you also do video content. And when you do a post for a brand, it seems like you put your all into it. Um, what What's the secret here? Do you just really enjoy it or do you want to provide value? Or I mean, it's probably both, but I, I just want to hear your perspective. No, 100 percent. You know, at the end of the day, you know, why is a person an influencer? A person's influencer because, you know, people trust or want to learn from them. And I want to be able to give that trust to the brands I work with because then my my followers also trust those brands. You know, that's pretty much what what keeps uh, an influencer going. If I break that trust, then my audience will never trust, will never believe anything I say ever again, you know? So I also, that's the value I believe by doing that because if I believe in the product, then my audience will also believe in the product because I'm, cre- I'm trying to create this cool content for them. And of course, it is value for the brands because that's what the brands want at the end of the day. They want content too that they, that they can use for their own social media channels or for other types of promotion. So it is definitely a combination of, you know, I love what I do. You know, that's why I'm here doing it. And, you know, I want to also create value because then that will get me more job, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, too. You can't half do it and then expect anybody else to say, oh, I want to work with him. But when you mm-hmm. see outstanding work, you know, that you put out, then, it, of course, other people want to get on board. And um, since, since we have you on the line, though, we, we can't let you go before asking you to help us out because we always try to incorporate a style tip into our discussion every week. So uh, a lot of guys have been stressing the importance of having real good fit and getting to know a tailor that you can work with in your community to make you look good. Um, Outside of that, what's a tip that guys can use to kind of enhance their style and take it to the next level? Uh, Yeah, definitely. Um, There's one, a menswear blogger that he had a really good advice that I still use today. uh, his account is called uh, Running Everlong, and he once mentioned a, a while back that if you are trying to get into suiting, and once you figure out, okay, I'm going to wear a suit, now what's the next hard step? Color combinations. How do you figure out color combinations? The best way to figure out, if you don't understand how colors work together, think about your favorite sports teams. See what colors their you know, logos and uniforms go together. For example, the Mets navy and orange you know the jets you know white and green um you know the the bills you know red white and blue you know if you're trying to figure out like okay what colors match of what think of your favorite sports team man that's a good point because uh those companies they put hours and hours in into the the branding and the colors and so that you you know that's gonna match up perfectly so yeah yeah if you're just getting started that is a good way to do it and there's so many teams there's a lot of different combinations you can use exactly yeah 100 percent so yeah if because like oh what, what what pocket square should i match with this tie or whatever okay well i know that the 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 Mets do orange and navy, so that's definitely a combination right there. Yeah, yeah, and some of the trickier ones, like purple, you know, you think, okay, well, wait a minute, the Lakers, they have, you know, you can, you can throw a little yellow in there. Yeah. Exactly, there you go. Yeah, so guys, that's that's a great tip. Appreciate that, Diego. 
Of course. Hey, if people want to learn more uh, from you and want to follow you on this journey that you're on, because it's really awesome what you're doing. Uh, how can they do so? How can they keep in touch and uh, reach out if they have questions? No, of course. Definitely. So you can follow me at Dandy in the Bronx on Instagram. My website's dandyinthebronx.com. You know, feel free to slide in my DMs if your questions, you know, tag me in posts so I can check them out. And uh, yeah, like I also have a Twitter as well, Dandy in the Bronx as well. My Facebook, Dandy in the Bronx. The only one that's different is on my YouTube. It's Dandy in the Bronx 6. I think I just messed that messed up when I was typing it a long time ago, but whatever. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> Dandy in the Bronx and everything. And, you know, I always DMs are open, comments. All right, great. And we will check out that YouTube content as well because uh, you really do some creative things with video. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, yeah, uh, actually, speaking of that as well, I also do a lot. Of, I'm also experimenting with IGTV as well right now. So check out that content as well. Oh, yeah, cool. That's a, that's a great platform. It's nice to see people really uh, utilizing that and making it work because I really, I really enjoy that myself. I find myself checking out a lot of different videos on there. So good stuff, good stuff. Hey, um, Diego, we just want to say uh, thank you once again for joining us. Seriously appreciate your time. I know you have a busy schedule, but uh, uh, we, we really appreciate your time on The Life of a Gentleman, sir. No, thank you. And thank you for having me being part of The Life of a Gentleman. And uh, yeah, hope to be here back soon. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the Life of a Gentleman podcast. And I hope I didn't let you down. I really don't think I did. I bet you were blown away by his story and how he stepped out on faith and really made things happen. Here's a key takeaway for me. I hope it is for you as well. There was a lot of good points, but one that really stood out was the fact that he educated himself and invested into his dream. He didn't just jump out there without a plan. He actually had a plan of action, put it into motion, educated himself, and is still taking the proper steps to make sure that this leap of faith is not a blind leap, but one that is going to lead to success. And as you can see with the growth of his Instagram and all the connections that he makes, the way he interacts with people, he's well on his way to making sure that this is something that lasts well into the future. So hats off to Diego. Thank you for joining us on this edition of The Life of a Gentleman. And also let me say a big thank you to you, the listener. You know, I've been getting a lot of feedback from people and people are telling me they love this new format because they're able to get actionable items and steps that they can take to make this thing happen for themselves. And so that's what we want to do is bring you value, especially in the fields of fashion, business, and lifestyle. I feel like we really delivered today. And that is a testament to our guest and the information that he dropped on us. So guys, circle back next week. We're going to have another great episode. We'll be talking with another entrepreneur who's doing big things and you won't want to miss it. I guarantee that it's going to be a great episode. So do me a favor, jump on iTunes. It's going to take about one minute of your time or less, literally probably 30 seconds, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. All you have to do is just hit that five-star rating and give us a sentence or two of feedback. We are very uh, paying very close attention to what you guys are saying. We want to make sure we deliver. So if you could do that for us, and also tell a friend about the show. And don't forget, if you have a show idea or you want to be featured, drop us a line at Gentleman's Podcast on Instagram. Guys, until next time, take care. These messages are brought to you by Harrison Blake Apparel. 
specializing in fashion accessories such as ties, lapel pins, and much more. Join the monthly subscription club where you will receive one necktie and four accessories for $25. To learn more, visit HarrisonBlakeApparel.com.